Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit, the horror movie review podcast for horror fans and fanatics alike. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, delivering horror movie reviews and discussions of both classic and current films every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for your twisted pleasure. Please be aware that episodes may include spoilers, and as always, I hope you enjoy. Jesus. I think I hurt someone. This is Ed Warren, here with Lorraine. All right, let's get started. Residents of Brookfield were shocked this afternoon by the broad daylight murder of Bruno Sauls. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. Whatever is going on, whatever happened that day, that was not Marnie. It's a witch's totem. We think your family was cursed. And that connection's still broken. James Wan's monumental influence and impact on the horror genre isn't lost on anyone. The man's mind secretes box office busting franchises, which has made him a household name. Though while he stepped away from the helm of these franchises, his work and prevalence within the genre has made those properties a hot commodity all the same. Which gives us The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It, which is currently in theaters and streaming on HBO Max. The third main Conjuring film and the first main entry to not be directed by one, while serving as the seventh overall film in the entire Conjuring Extended Universe. We're once again following in the wake of paranormal investigators Ed, played by Patrick Wilson, and Lorraine, played by Vera Farmiga, Warren, as they tackle what the film boasts to be their most terrifying investigation yet. As if we've never heard that one before. The film opens with them presiding over an exorcism gone awry, as a young boy named David, played by Julian Hillard, has a malevolent force inhabiting his body. During the course of this exorcism, Ed observes one of the participants, Arnie, played by Rory O'Connor, offering himself as a new vessel for the spirit. And before Ed can warn the others, the demonic entity causes Ed to have a heart attack, sidelining him. The spirit causes Arnie to hallucinate, resulting in him murdering an acquaintance, and now he's been incarcerated and must fight not only for his life, but that of his soul. The Devil Made Me Do It's one semi-historical and uh, big air quotes based on a true story element is the 1981 murder it's based on being the first time a defendant used demonic possession as the defense, a la the title, The Devil Made Me Do It. Whether or not that ever becomes a central focus of the film, we'll discuss, but it's the least of the sequel's various issues in regards to the direction, or lack thereof. Speaking of direction, that horror honor has been bestowed upon director Michael Chavez, who previously directed the uh, less than underwhelming Conjuring spinoff, The Curse of La Llorona. And while that film failed to conjure up much in the way of scares, to Chavez's credit, he displayed a more than competent direction that kept the film on its rather unsturdy tracks. It's a strange notion, having seen glimmers of decent direction in a film that was mostly unenjoyable. And while I would have preferred to have James Wan directing once again, I was willing to give Chavez a chance, given his previous hands-on experience with this cinematic universe. Perhaps Chavez's familiarity would present a new focus or angle with which this haunting could unfold within. 
As a slight aside, as someone in the midst of reviewing the entire Saw franchise, that series saw something similar where those who had worked in other capacities of the franchise would end up in the director's chair. And while that didn't necessarily result in the best of films, I at least found that those films felt like they belonged to the same franchise as the ones that came before them. And I would say The Devil Made Me Do It only ever occasionally succeeds in this regard. While Wan's Conjuring films were of the haunted house variety, The Devil Made Me Do It has a much larger narrative scope that breaks down the walls in favor of more locales and characters. There's a real X-Files feel to the film, which is written by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, who crafted the story with James Wan. As a majority of the film is spent with Ed and Lorraine investigating a cursed conspiracy perpetuated by a mysterious figure that put the possession into motion. Increasing the scope of a Conjuring narrative is an ambitious one, yet it's one that results in a disjointed narrative that lacks the emotional currency that these films often prey upon. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. Outside of a strong opening that displays the height of the exorcism and makes for one of the better conjuring scares ever, the new gang of characters are never allowed to flourish to the degree that Ed and Lorraine are. Which is strange given the past two sequels did such a great job of making the viewer sympathetic to those being haunted, as well as reinforcing Ed and Lorraine as the vestiges of good their cinematic characterizations are. And while it's Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga who are the life force of the Conjuring series, even here, the film falters. Other than brief flashbacks of Ed and Lorraine's first encounter, or a rather tender embrace at the end that further displays their eternal love for one another, they feel as if they're just going through the motions here. Whether that be the result of them working with what they got with The Devil Made Me Do It, or perhaps their tenure in the Conjuring universe has lost its charm. Whatever the case may be, this is their least impactful case yet. The film stars feel lost within the muddle of Arnie's possessed plight, and here's where Juan's lack of direction is sorely missed. Chavez often feels as if he's got far too much on his plate with The Devil Made Me Do It, often feeling like a juggling act that's filled with slip-ups and constantly teeters on the edge of collapse. Mostly my engagement was kept thanks to some strong cinematography from Juan collaborator Michael Burgess and lighting work that elevates Chavez's rather tepid direction this time around. This does build consistently tense atmospheres that feel as if they feed off the life force of the film's overarching narrative. It's just that the film never tops its opening scare and at almost two hours long is the film's most damning sin. The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It has one of, if not the, strongest exorcism scene in the entire franchise, and thankfully, it's within the opening moments of the film. It begins as a more familiar possession before exploding into a contortionist nightmare that sees David bending and twisting his limbs in a manner that no child, or person for that matter, ever should. As well as it being obviously disturbing, it shows a body horror side to the Conjuring universe that we haven't seen before giving a healthy dose of supernatural brutality that makes for a surprisingly biting opening. Just keep in mind that this is the film's money shot and it's trickle-down Juan impressions from here on out. And this is pure speculation on my part, but I wouldn't be surprised if Juan was advised or consulted on the opening of the film, given its strength far outshines anything else found within the film. I mean, there is all manner of ghostly apparitions and jump scares that all feel in service of moment-to-moment -moment engagement reinforcement, rather than the permeating aura of a haunting that Juan has made synonymous with the franchise. I'm not opposed to other directors taking the reins of the franchise. I mean, it's only natural after a certain passing of time, 
but perhaps this is an indication that it's time to look elsewhere for directors to take on those reins. As for the future of The Conjuring, I would guess that the way forward is actually a journey backwards to Ed and Lorraine's beginning. The X-Files framework has legs, but needs to be handled by a more nuanced director. Flashbacks of their first meeting indicates just how long these two have loved and worked with one another, and the idea that they are out of stories to tell is very unlikely. And I guess in conclusion, I hate to say it, but The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It did very little for me. An often aimless continuation of beloved characters' journey through their never-ending case files that lacks almost all the emotional engagement and the supernatural plight of the film's victims. The film is proof that just because a film is great to look at doesn't mean what is occurring is scary or necessarily interesting. That being said, if you're a hardcore Conjuring fan, you'll more than likely get more out of the flashbacks and details connecting this film to past ones, so you can currently see The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It in theaters or while it's streaming on HBO Max. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit, your source for horror movie reviews and discussions every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.